0: Welcome crew to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we take a member of the Channel 3 community, discuss three games of their choosing, talk about some honorable mentions, a future game, and some other odds and ends, and just have an all-around good time with some video game conversation. With me this evening, El Ray, as always
1: what's going on everybody tonight our guest is one of our members from up north way up north he is a home brewer shows us all kinds of crazy concoctions you see him streaming on twitch He's our overwatch expert you can find him c3.gg slash it's white thunder so mr white thunder say hello how are you doing tonight
2: what's up everybody how's it going but it's white thunder on all the socials everything you can think of just go out there search for me you'll find me
0: yeah thunder i gotta say you're our first international guest officially we've been watching oh that's Ra- amazing we, we've had some conversation in the background i've, I've showed uh ray and joel uh I'm like oh look at so some of the stats here we got a nice little canadian following uh, of course with uh yourselves and yourself and some of the other canadian folks up there but got random italy we've got some other like england and some other random places too so it's nice that's we're, awesome we're formally taking this international as we cross the northern border here
2: well i'm glad and honored to be the first international person to come on and you know talk about video games with you guys You know what's funny too, Ray?
0: I think he actually might be the first person of the Pacific time zone as well, now that I think about it. Oh, man. Oh, really?
1: We're breaking barriers tonight.
0: We're we're going up and we're going left on the map. This is, uh, (laughs) breaking several barriers. All right, well, without further ado, let's get into the list then, Thunder. Game number one, I'm gonna just try to do a quick introduction and then shut my mouth, because otherwise I will elbow my way into this conversation. Chrono Trigger, 4.6 rated on Channel 3. It's on multiple lists, including original soundtrack, favorites of course mount rushmore i think i have it on all of those lists myself alone but i'm not the only one there uh go off tell us about how, how did chrono trigger end up number one on the list
2: i mean speak about the music man nobuo umatsu like i mean you don't have to say much more after that obviously but i mean chrono trigger for me i like didn't really play a lot of video games growing up i mean i played them here and there obviously but like i was more of a sportsy kid growing up I mean, we would rent systems before I like own systems. Like we would definitely like rent systems for the weekend and stuff like that growing up, which you used to be able to do, obviously, but aging myself. But I remember we moved to Victoria. I grew up military, so we moved around a lot and we moved to Victoria and I didn't really have a lot of friends and I got really, really sick in like 96, 97 and I was stuck inside for a while and my dad rented Super Nintendo and he went in and asked the guy to give him a game that was going to keep me occupied for more than a couple of days because I was playing like fighters and like shoot 'em ups. and stuff like that. I wasn't really playing many like RPGs. I don't think I actually even played like a story driven game before that game. You know what I mean? And uh, as soon as I started playing Chrono Trigger, I was instantly everything about it was dope. I was also like an early adopter of Dragon Ball in, like, the early, like, late, the early 90s. So, like, I was watching Dragon Ball, and I in- instantly recognized the, like, the art direction. You know what I mean? I'm like, this looks just like Dragon Ball, which is, it, he directed the the art, obviously. So, that j- I was just, I was hooked. And then it's, like, the storyline and the fracturing time element to it. Like, I just hadn't really, again, I hadn't seen Final Fantasy... 3.6 yet or whatever because that game spans a bit bigger of a time frame but doesn't go uh, like story frame but doesn't go as big on time like that was like a really big thing about that game so that game just yeah I don't know that game was the first story driven RPG I ever played and I, I've beaten the hell out of it I have so many versions of it I've uh, like I'm on my second playthrough on my 3DS because I bought the 3DS remake for it so where,
0: where did you even <laughs> find the 3DS remake and, and you don't have to tell me how much you paid for it but did it did it cost as much as I fear it did because trying to find even that
2: no it, it- Actually, it didn't. It was, it was like, yeah, I mean, it was expensive, but it wasn't, like, hundreds of dollars. It was, like, $60, $70 Gosh, or something like that. That's pretty the average, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it was worth it. Like, I, And, like, now I've gone through it the second time, and, like, the thing about that game is I've probably only beaten Lavos three times. So that was like, I was total. Gonna, I've played that. Go
0: ahead. I was going to ask that. So, you talked about your dad going in and looking for a game that would take a lot of time up. This is a game that infamously has 15 endings. How many guys yeah. can ask? How many do you think you actually got through?
2: I mean, I've gotten through... Uh, Three, because I've probably beaten it three times total for like, I, the thing about the game is, it's like, I would always end up restarting it. I never fully finished it, I would get to a certain point And then, like I said, I didn't own the cartridge. So it's like you would rent it for three or four days, I would put as much time as I could, and then I would never end up beating it. So that I'd have to start it all over again. And like buying the original cartridge, even back in the day, was like impossible. I'm lucky enough now that I own the original cartridge, but like you just couldn't you couldn't find it back in the day, you know what I mean? So like I would like I said, we didn't own systems and I only ever rented the systems to play the game. So like I would get far enough with like save states on the system game <laughs> when I would rent it. Hopefully, someone like had not erased the game or like because there's probably only like three or four cycling through that one like rental place, right? Yeah. Hopefully your save state was like continued on by someone else, but for the most part, I can only ever beat that game. Yeah, exactly. So I'll probably only ever beat it three times, maybe I want to say conservatively three times. Even though I have the version on my con I like I've beaten the one I have, like the cart that I have. I've definitely beaten it once on there, and I've beaten it once on on my 3ds i'm going through it a second time on there i'm assuming i beat it once back in the day so i'm saying conservatively three times but but the thing is is like there's so much stuff to do like it's probably one of the first games i like almost 100 just wait my challenge
0: for you I, the hardest yeah. ending i remember playing through was the one where you just go one-on-one against lavos which you, once you get through oh no i didn't do that no uh, i didn't so, so once you go through and you finish the game you can do the new game plus so you, you really do yeah okay oh yeah the new game plus but you can fight him basically as soon as the game starts solo one-on-one uh and
2: that's the
1: that's yeah the you can you can go instantly to him yeah yeah
2: i can't do that like i I'm okay, honestly yeah. probably like I mean and even thinking about it now it's like I probably gotten uh Chrono Marley and Frog and I probably definitely on the last one got Frog, Chrono, and Luca. Maybe honestly, I, can, I honestly don't even know. I just know that that game built me up as a like that was the first invested game I ever had. But before, so and this, it's it's expanded past this. You know what I mean? So before I let this go back to Ray to kick
0: to the next game, two things I have to throw in there. Yeah, you know, one, I appreciate the fact that you still have the original SNES cartridge. That's on my regret to have sold it list.
2: Um, okay, I have four cards. I have very proud to own four cards. I have wow. Super Mario Brothers RPG. Nice. I have uh, Final Fantasy III. I have Super Metroid, and I have Chrono Trigger. Those are like the four carts that I own.
0: I I also appreciate the fact that you mentioned you called it Final Fantasy Three Six because I can never quite figure out how to address that. Yeah, and I tried. Well, to I got it. Like I kids. yeah. <laughs>
2: I got well, cause like it was like Final Fantasy One and Two was released here yeah. as one and two, but then three, four, and five never got released here. I think is how it works out. Right, so like exactly. Or maybe yeah, so f- six was released as three, and then we jumped to seven, but we yeah. missed four or five. We missed like three, we, four, and five basically. We back. And five, I think, is one of the best non-released ones here. I bought the I got the ROM on my computer back in the day and played five, and it's like you're a Dragon Rider. It's it's so sweet, it's so good.
1: Well, we move on now to the second game after that. And we have another game that you talked about when you talk about getting invested in your first time investing in games. So this second game, we know you put a lot of time into. You put Overwatch on the list. Yeah, of course. Overwatch is 4 rated. So the question is, are we talking Overwatch right now or are we talking about Overwatch 2? Where do you Man, have-
2: I mean, uh, Overwatch 2, I mean, it's got to be Overwatch. It's the same thing. uh i think it's the same thing realistically i mean it's 5v5 versus 6v6 and like shields are dead so like it's not the same but it's basically the same i mean they killed 2cp like control point so like control point's dead so maybe it's a different game now because they got pushed instead of control point but i mean overwatch yeah oh man i've put in is i've got a disgusting amount of time in overwatch it's such a good game it's so team-based like, I've grown up playing FPS games on computer. Like, i not really much of a console gamer, to be honest with you. Like, uh, I played PS4 and 3 for The Last of Us, realistically, and now I bought a PS5 for God of War Ragnarok. But, like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I've been... uh, pc gaming since like 2000 like after after dreamcast i had a dreamcast but after dreamcast i didn't bet another system and i didn't i played a bunch of dreamcast because that was my console that was my console but like i've been i've had a i've had a computer since like 2001 so like i've been gaming on pc since 2001 anyways so i've just been playing competitive gaming competitive pc fps games for so long and then i played this game called evolve and it was like a character based first person shooter that i hadn't really played before i'm playing like counter, counter strike and call of duty and 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 battlefield and stuff like that and it's like you're just like another person shooting another person like i never really had like stats and stuff like that so like going into evolve that's a very much like there's four classes and you had to play your class properly and you had to stay together as a team so like that was my introduction to like having to actually stay together you could like counter strike you can go off and do your own thing realistically, like, Scout Deagle, you can go run off, and then you can wreck people, but, like, in Evolve, if you run off in, and, and as a, as a, as one of the, like, four main characters, not the monster, the, the Flora around and Fauna, they can eat you, like, you'll die by yourself, you'll literally die if someone's around not to, like, res you, so. That game died, and I was looking for a replacement for it, and Overwatch literally had just come out, like, recently. So, like, they're very similar in, like, uh, first-person, team-based, character-driven games, so it just kind of, like, I just kind of transitioned to that, and then fell in love with Overwatch, and now, like six years later thousands of hours and I, my brain i sleep i dream about it sometimes to be honest with you like <laughs> it's that i come home on my lunch breaks I, I work up the street from my house i come home on my lunch breaks to get in three games of overwatch to go back to work
0: Ray, that that's that's a that's a quest that's a list or something the games the, the games <laughs> that literally haunt your dreams yeah man
2: Those i games i that s- you dream about <laughs> so i played sam i play i was a sim main unabashed Symmetra main she has changed multiple times over the iteration of this game she's had like four different reworks she was a support character one time now she's a damage character she had a shield she could throw and her beams used to lock on and her charge shots used to go through shields like she was a completely different character than she is now but I have dreams where I'm like running after Genji and Tracer (laughs) I still have them to this day every so often where I'm just like chasing her down and you and like Sims Sims beam locks on her old beam at least it still does do this but it charges as you do damage Mm -hmm. so the more more accuracy you like the better accuracy you have the more beam damage you're gonna do so and her old beam used to lock on so like when dive meta was huge she would lock onto like a genji tracer and you wouldn't actually have to aim at it it would just auto lock on just keep him in frame and your beam would just tag her and then just get stronger and stronger and then as soon as you killed him it would tag the next person and you're at full charge you're doing like 160 damage per second so you're literally just like melting people and that was Mm -hmm. like the whole there's a sim a meme that goes sim goes burr i sometimes post that when i have sim plays because her beam just goes it's like a really strong sound you can hear it from across walls like if you have the audio set up properly for that game it's really really good you can hear her beam charging uh, like on the other side of walls it's so loud it gets so loud
1: so from one to two, since with the Symmetry, have have you found a new character, or are you still playing with? Some uh, I mean,
2: the character? thing is, is like I I mean, Sim for eight seasons. Like I didn't play another DPS. Mm-hmm. I like, was the only person I played. So like I kind of got sick of playing, her. not like sick of uh-huh. the character, but just like I yeah, need sure. to switch it up a little bit. Right, I need to change it up. So I started playing Farah, uh, which I'm i I feel really strong with. So I'm really good with Farah. But then like. The thing with Overwatch is, like, it's kind of (laughs) salty. Even the community will admit it's a pretty salty game. And tank and support are really where people need to play because everyone wants to play DPS. When at the end of a game of Overwatch, I always type in chat, uh, vote your healers, because the support characters have the littlest pull to play because they don't have as much fun as everyone else. Even tanks now in Overwatch 2, I love being a tank main because tanks have a lot of fun. Support members are getting jumped on. The support right now is the worst. It's the worst to play for sure. It sucks.
1: It's always but the quickest. Know. It's always the quickest queue time as well. The exactly, because the game they, is begging you to play. They're looking right to like exactly, and if you want that battle
2: pass XP, it's like yeah, you, know, you play support through. or you play like random. Like you're better off going random because at least random you have a chance of not playing some yeah. support. You know what I mean? Like every mm-hmm. so often I'll get DPS going random, and I'm like, oh my god, the gods are looking at me right now. This is great. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I play. I'm a, I'm like definitely transitioned from Symmetra to Zarya. Mm-hmm. Zarya is a beef like, I look at Zarya like a beefier version of Sim, because it, it rewards, she she's got the beam, so, like, I was already, like, and, like, Sim's charge beam didn't last very long, it only lasted for, like, like a little while, and then it instantly changed over to, like, it changed over after a while to, like, a non-locked-up beam, which did, actually does more damage, and they used to ramp it down, because it used to be like 210 damage max at like a three click or something like that so it's like tick 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 you're at 210 damage and then you're just like beaming people down it was crazy so they've nerfed they, she's not as strong as she was at this point anymore but sorry is like a beefier she's got like more health she's got a better shield like pool because like she, health and shields are different in in overwatch right so she's got a better shield pool and she gets rewarded for her aggression where Symmetra kind of gets like she's has gonna play like mid- team fights because if she just sits there and holds her beam it also charges on shields and stuff like that so she's gonna play like mid team where zarya plays forward she takes damage and her beam does gets bigger because of her damage right so like it was a very easy transition going to like if i'm getting up in their face which i kind of am aggressive anyway so that was my problem with sim so with zarya getting up in people's faces and doing the damage was rewarding me and i was getting more kills so, like, there's always some, some minutiae to, like, playing her with her bubble timing and everything like that. But, like, I just, like, picked up Zarya really, really easy. So, that's when I, I, Zarya Monkey, I think. Zarya Monkey diva, like, my three tank plays. I could talk about Overwatch forever, man. This is not good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all right. And it's funny, because in the middle of all that, you talked about how you've been PC gaming for yeah. so long. But the last system you had was Dreamcast. And that's the third game you have on our list here. Uh, it's Shenmue, right? If oh I say man,
0: right? Shenmue, yeah. Right? Shenmue. Shenmue,
1: back on the Dreamcast, they just had the 22nd anniversary a few weeks ago, uh, and it's got a 4.0 rating on C3. So tell us about this, like, like your last venture in uh, in console gaming with the Shenmue. Yeah, that was pro- that. Honestly, in that game, like, might have been the last console
2: game that I like put time in until the Last of Us came out. Okay, I would, I just want to say a
1: hot take: the Dreamcast is the greatest system that has ever existed. You're not the first person we've had on that talks very highly about the Dreamcast. Honestly, I I don't know anyone that doesn't talk highly about the Dreamcast. Okay, I'm going to talk. And then it disappeared.
2: Okay, so the thing is, is, like, it was too expensive. It was $450 in 2001. Too expensive, bro. It was too too pricey. It was too pricey. Well, the thing is, is, like, the reason I say that Dreamcast... Like, listen, Super Nintendo has maybe the greatest game catalog
1: of all did time the, did the dreamcast do too much too early
2: i don't think it did is too much early i think it was i think it was too expensive for its own good like I, it brought like the thing the reason i say the dreamcast is so good is like it wasn't that the games it has the best game catalog but the dreamcast revolutionized home gaming the vmu is still the greatest memory card that's ever existed at the time that the, the dreamcast came out it was like ps5 Or, sorry, PlayStation and Xbox were still, like, pretty rudimentary looking, you know what I mean? So, like, in 99, that system dropped and brought active arcade graphics at home. That's bonkers, dude. That's actually crazy. It outperformed all the other systems. And, again, it was twice as expensive, which is the downfall of it, right? But it, like, brought legit, like, you could play Soul Calibur, which is, the again, another hot take, the greatest 3D fighting game of all time, and maybe one of the best arcade fighting games of all time. Like Okay uh you could soul Calibur three was the only arcade fighting game that you started an account on and your character could fight people in the arcade like you leveled up a you went in and put in a password and when you played your character would pop up and then you would fight and you would level up if you won or lost and then when you left your character stayed in the system so like at the arcade here you would go by and there'd be a cervantes named urban just wrecking people because all i did was play cervantes on that system and like level up my character big time so dreamcast greatest game anyway it, it, so many like great arcade and it, They still hold up. Those graphics still hold up. Anyways, Shenmue. frame in a game. That game, holy moly, dude. I don't even know how to describe you. If you've never, like, if you don't know anything about that game, or never even heard of that game, it is like a, it was created by the guy that, uh, his name is Yu Suzuki, and he created uh, Fall, uh, what was it called? It was uh, Virtual Fighter, and he made Outrun, and he made Hang-On, and he was making all these games for Sega, and he wanted to make longer games. He's like, I want to make a longer game. So he initially started developing a uh, virtual fighter RPG. And when the Dreamcast got released, they dropped the virtual fighter thing and it became Shenmue. And it's like it's like a detective fighting RPG. Cause it's all the fights. It's like it's like the virtual fighter move set. So it's like back, back, forward, like back, forward, up, punch, kick. Um, that's how you fight people. That's the RPG element of it. Is like the more you fight, the better your moves are, and the faster they are executed, and less like less like slow down time you have at the end of them and stuff. So your moves just get better and better and better, right? The game starts off. You walk in. You're like a martial artist. Your dad's fighting this crazy guy, asking about some junky mirror. He kills your dad, and then the story is you being a detective trying to figure out who killed your dad. I had never played a game like that before like i had played rpgs and stuff like that but the game is more of a detective game because you're literally like running around looking for clues as to like who lawn is and like what this jade mirror is and like who what like what your dad's just like a regular dad who's like a all of a sudden he's getting murdered for some mirror you've never heard of before like it was such a crazy story and like uh yu suzuki spent 47 million dollars on that game it was the most expensive game at the time because it revolutionized quick time events there was never like the like dragon's quest and stuff like that had had used quick time events but they weren't as like integral to the story i guess i know dragon's quest is just a quick time event so get me wrong but like but the way that they were executed was more cinematic of like like revolutionized that game basically but also like the day and light cycle the games didn't have a day and light cycle at that point and characters npcs would just like live their mundane lives and stuff like that it was such a crazy game like i'd never really experienced anything like that and then at the end of the game genius doesn't end the game you just get on a ship and you go to china to go find Londi. d so then you're like, I'm like, oh my God, this game didn't end. I got to go find Lan D in China. So then you f- like at the end of the game, you, you go to China. And then it's like, if you'd like to pre-order the game, then they give you a link. And this was in 2001. They give you this like link to go and pre-order Shenmue 2. So I spent $145 pre-ordering Shenmue 2. It comes. I'm in China. I'm loading boxes with a forklift to make money because I got to go enter these street fights to figure out who like, oh man, I don't, I don't know. I, I got to stop talking about this game. I literally could talk about this game forever. It's so good. Have you guys played this game?
0: I've not played this, but it's funny. You talk about the quick time events. You talk about the dreamcast because the one game that I remember from the dreamcast, there was Die Hard arcade game. It was not the actual Die Hard arcade game because of licensing that made it to the dreamcast for the home console. It was, they called it something else, but it was the Die Hard arcade game. But it too, I remember the QuickTime events. There was something about the Dreamcast, like Sega was big on trying to have those breaks in there with those QuickTime events because they they were they were mixed up in there. So no, I never played Shenmue, but I hearing all about the QuickTime events. That that's immediately where my mind went was that was just a that was a thing for Sega at the time. I think.
2: Yeah, they like he was. They were really trying to push the QuickTime events, and like I remember like. There's a part in Shenmue Two where you've met up with this gangster and you're on this rooftop fighting this big giant guy, and you've got to like hit this quick time event. I mean, listen, the system is old, so there's a bit of lag on it, right? But there's a quick time event where you're jumping across a a rooftop to a rooftop, and I must have failed that thing for like three days because the lag on it and the play, the timing of the quick time event, I feel like I feel like I just couldn't get it. Like I stopped playing the game, I walked away from it, I came back. There was some frustrating things in the game, but like overall, like it was so like the, the way that they made that game was. Just oh man, that game is so great. You, I, I recommend playing it. And they do say that
1: Shenmue is um, coined as the the game that kind of make quick time events popular. I think it's it like is, the yeah. I think like the newer is game.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, so I think Yuzuki he like he is credited with
1: coining that term. Quick quick, quick time, time event.
2: event. Yeah, I know he coined the term, but I, I I'm he was truly really trying to push the quick time events in that game. Like what a, what a great game. Oh my god. What, a, what a legitimately maybe the best. Game on the Dreamcast. Just for, like, scope and scale. Like, it's so good. Well, let's
0: jump up a few systems and let's talk about your honorable mentions. We're going to start sure. off with Astro's Playroom, which yeah. I, I probably could just describe as a, a freeware demo for the PS5. They had a similar for the PS4. This thing's got a 4.8 rating. There are people going out of their way to make sure they're rating Astro's Playroom. I told right. I mean, a tech demo is probably the uh, simplest way to put it, but there's a lot more to it. And I'll, I'll let you go off here
2: uh, t- talk to us. Sure. Have about Astro's Playroom we- here? how many people have, have rated it oh i don't know that one off the top can of my you head. see i'm just curious because i was the one that got it added so i'm just curious about how many other people have actually gone through the effort to to rate it because i'll tell you like i've listened to all the episodes already right i think one of the like underlying similarities is that people are trying to get into gaming with their kids it's like a dream I, I'm i'm that person too i want to like bond with my kid playing video games and Try as I might, Liam has not quite figured out controllers. I don't know what it is. I gave him Mario Kart bumper pads, auto acceleration, and he just wasn't figuring out the left and right in a 3D environment, which I totally understand it. If your brain's never comprehended that, it'd be hard to like describe going left and right and not going forward. And, like You know what I mean? It's I can understand how he might not get that, so I wasn't too stressed out about it. But for some reason, for some reason, he picked up Astro's Lab dude he destroyed that game he he's so good at that game like impressing me every single time like he's gone through the end and beaten the dragon he's beaten the dragon I don't know if you guys have played that game or not but like I didn't play, you, that, far
0: f- I didn't play that far into it I didn't realize there was dude, like an so mental fight there's a,
2: yeah there's like a there's a last boss fight so once you beat the four like initial rooms an area downstairs opens up that's like a retro area and then you jump around all these like little platforms at the end you fight like a it's like at first it's a pixel dragon then it turns into like a more like PS2 Wee style advocate, dragon, I guess. Yeah. No, it doesn't go that hard. It's like a retro thing, so it's like it's like pixelated at first, and then it's like more like yeah, PS2, PS3 kind of like graphics. Like, and then it's it's actually like took me a little while to beat it, <laughs> and now Liam's beating it, and it's he's not five. He picked it up in three months and beat it, and he couldn't figure out Mark turning left in Mario Kart. That's the most impressive thing to me. I can't even believe he pulled it off. So that game right there has made us bond over the robot game. That's what he calls it. I want to play the robot game, daddy. I think that game is maybe one of the greatest games just based on the fact that it's helped me and my son bond in video games, you know. And now he likes watching me play video games. Like he, wa- I bought Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank for him and he was sort of getting Ratchet. I didn't buy it. It was like the free for the PS5 uh, plus thing or whatever, but he was like getting it he wasn't like super hot at it again it's a little more complicated with all the weapon selection and stuff like that like i feel like the reason astro's lab is so great for kids because i was listening to joel's interview and he was saying that like bumper pads auto acceleration is a great learning pad for kids on mario kart but like there's still a little bit of like leeway in that game where you can still get crushed and not do that great you know what i mean like astro's lab there's literally no negative there's no push forward you're just doing your thing if you get hit by the monsters you don't actually die you just pop and then reform like there's little to no negative outcome from that game so like that game yeah that game is gonna be the game that makes me and liam play video games together and that's i can't even put a price on that even though it's free it was worth the 500 dollars the PlayStation.
0: All right, let's talk about your other honorable mention. We'll talk about one more here. Let's talk about Afterburner yeah. now.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I, dude. I
0: didn't, I didn't ask in advance because Afterburners had quite a long history. You've got
2: everything. No, from, I'm talking Sega Genesis, man, yeah, or Sega so, Master System.
0: Ki- so I was just wondering, kicking it old school, going back to the eight bit days. Where I, yes, I, tried, sir. I yes, sir. Right. So this was, this was. I remember this one. Even you know, I took my kids to Disney a couple years ago. They had the arcade cabinet for this one, and this dude, is, yes, that, that's what I say was. Cause you get that arcade cabinet, you sit in it, you get the the joystick and the throttle, and you get like the full enclosed experience. But we're going back to the eight bit days. I'm here for it. Go. No, off. we're doing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like I said, I didn't like. I didn't play video games that much as a kid i played sports like my dad was military so in the military paid for like whatever for the most part so my dad was like you're not going to be inside playing games you're gonna be out doing sports soccer baseball jiu-jitsu blah, blah blah whatever you're doing you're doing something you're not playing video games so i remember this the very first video game i ever played and that's another thing i wanted to add for afterburners because i feel like a lot of people are going to be like mario 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 for the first games but for me the first game i ever played was we were playing around in this new kid shout out to brandon swatsky i swear like still friends on facebook we still talk every so often i must have been seven he just moved into town and like he was a new kid no one wanted to hang out with him you know and he rolled up to us and said hey do you want to come hang out at my house and i didn't like that <laughs> i just remember this at a really early age not liking that everyone didn't want to hang out with him i thought that was like not cool so i was like let's go to your house we went to his house we went to his basement He fired up Afterburner, which I had never seen video games before. And I was like, what is this? And his mom brought down chili and cornbread. And we crushed chili and cornbread and played Afterburner. It was my very first video game experience. And it has left an indelible mark in my brain as video games are a universal way to make friends.
0: If you go back What's and up? tell your dad, dad, listen, forget about soccer in real
2: life. There's going to be a
0: point in time someday we're going to strap rocket boosters to cars and we're going to play giant soccer, dad. You're going to see.
2: Believe me, like, my dad would not be cool with any of the video game stuff. He's like such an old school newfie dude. Like, it's like, bye. That's a waste of your time there. Bye. Don't be doing that now, eh?
0: Oh, we even got the newfie accent in here. Nice. Eyes to bye. Shout, shout out to, to Randis Bobanis, wherever he is right now.
2: <laughs> is he a newfie? Oh, yes. Yeah. I is the guy that builds the boat, my friend. Anyways, yeah, Afterburner, dude. I I honestly couldn't tell. I think that game is, like, very short. I think it's seven levels. I probably never got past level four. But I think that, like, just at an early age, like, discovering that video games are a way to make friends well well before online gaming or whatever, it just breaks barriers. Like, not that this makes a difference. He was also, like, my first black friend. So, like, it broke down. We were talking about breaking down barriers. There's, like, so many barriers that Afterburner, for me, broke down. But I think the biggest one, literally, was, like, video games are a way to make friends and do things with friends and that's like consistent through to my 40s you know what i mean like so i thought afterburner was like very apropos and maybe like i don't think anyone's gonna pick afterburner and also i don't think anyone's gonna pick a sega game as their old school sega as their old school like pick so i thought i'd kind of switch it up a little bit
1: all right so let's head to the future then the one game you're looking forward to we got dead space remake
2: yeah so like if this was like you know three weeks ago four weeks ago i've been looking forward to overwatch 2 for i don't even know how long Mm-hmm. Right, that game has been in development for two years, and also God of War Ragnarok. I've been looking forward to that game forever too. All those games just kind of came out, and like, I mean, nothing else was on my radar. But the Dead Space remake, Dead Space is a dope game. I look, I literally looked up the next like eight months window of release games, and was like, oh yeah, Dead Space remake, that's sick. I the Dead Space. Original Dead Space is super tight. Callisto Protocol looks pretty cool too. Can't tell you too much about it, but if it, the Dead Space remake is just like a fancy coat of paint and some like updated um, mechanics, then that's a that's a like you got to get that game, dude. That game is amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean you can't talk about fancy coat of paint on that one. I, I Callisto Protocol, you know, you mentioned that looks nasty in a good way.
2: It looks cool. Yeah, it looks great. But I don't know too much about that game, so I can't tell you what's actually going to be with like storyline stuff. But I can guarantee you that Dead Space is going to be solid because Dead Space was a good game so
0: yeah De- dead space looks like they they basically are rebuilding it from the ground up kind of like they did with the last of us they like they're they're it's a it's a clean looking remake
2: yeah that's the thing it's going to be the same thing the i think the mechanics and like just like the gameplay will be a little tighter but it's going to be like the same prettier game you know what i mean so and that's that's a win in my book so
0: all right, so one thing we warned you was coming was that we weren't going to warn you something was coming.
2: We're going to talk about a
0: quest or a question from the Channel 3 history books that we're going to ask you to discuss with us here. The quest that we have picked for you is to discuss what's the most difficult game you
2: ever played? Oh, it's got to be Super Ghouls and Ghosts. I mean, I think that should be, if you've played that game, <laughs> it should be that game realistically, right? Like, who's even gotten to, like, level 3 in that game? Yeah, I- you guys...
0: I like how you didn't... There there was no hesitation. You went right back to it. That was what you answered on Channel 3 before. I think... I felt Super Ghouls and Ghosts was the original Ghouls and Ghosts was harder
2: I feel like on really? Nintendo.
0: Yeah, I, I had a tougher time with I that. I think,
2: one. Uh, I don't know, maybe because of, like, the older, like, gameplay limit, like, the older system limitations, like not that, not that this, the Super Ghouls and Ghosts has great platforming mechanics or anything, but like, but I just, I didn't play a lot of the original Ghouls and Ghosts. I played the heck out of Super Ghouls and Ghosts. I have the game still. I, like, still try and play it every so often, like now with safe states, I've gotten pretty far in it, but I couldn't imagine who has actually put in the time and effort to like gotten into that game and played and beat it. Like that game is ridiculously difficult and like yeah like just like a testament to like old school game developers being like I don't care about my audience
0: I also know I'm <laughs> right? gonna get, like, I'm gonna get torched for this too because I can't remember whether it's ghosts and goblins ghouls and ghosts like they all have interchangeable names depending on whichever one it is yeah I think the original one isn't ghouls and ghosts
2: I think it's ghosts and it's goblins ghosts I think I think it's yeah. ghosts and
0: goblins that's where I'm like oh god because I- then it goes I think it's ghosts and goblins and then ghouls, so so ghouls and ghosts like, and
1: ghosts yeah that's like it- it's all over the place and ghosts and goblins, super Ghouls and ghosts, and then ghosts and goblins resurrection.
2: And just wh- like that game too, like I believe you're Arthur. Yes, yes. you're Arthur yes, you going like yeah, yeah, totally. The, that game is so frustrating, dude. Because like you get so strong if you like. Also, what the hell is with? That game is so unnecessarily difficult. If you don't like go backwards, you don't get power ups. Hey, listen. The very first chest. It's it's so crazy. That game doesn't make any sense. You need the you definitely need a guide to play that game. That's what those arcade games are about, just sucking quarters up. Jeez Louise with these on my knees, man. I'm telling you. Like that
1: game was insane. A lot of those old games, like you said, yeah, like, oh, we're not really worried if people can play them. We're just gonna we're just gonna make them the way we feel like. I feel <laughs> like I honestly we feel like out
2: game developers back in the day were like this fad's gonna die let's get our money and get out like they're just like pumping out games trying like et's a great one but like yeah they're just trying to pump out games because like they didn't think video games were gonna last because arcades were doing so good at the time you know Mm -hmm. everything was like the the entry price point was too expensive and like they're like let's just make games that are just insane that you're never gonna beat and then we'll just get out and never make a game again
1: all right, with that, we get to our final question. It's the one we ask everybody. What has been your favorite feature of Channel 3 so far, Thunder?
2: Uh, I definitely like have been digging the experience like factor of the whole thing. Like I was a pretty early adopter of of social media even back in the day. Like I as soon as Facebook was available, I got on like I said, I was military and I grew up in a lot of different places. So as soon as I found a way to like freely not because like a kid's you had to pay for text messages back in the day. So like as soon as I found a free way to message people across the country, I was like, oh, I'm all about that. I've been an adopter of everything up to TikTok. I'm not really into TikTok, but I feel like just being with all those social media apps and everything, it's like they're great. It's it's more for like you Trying to like see what other people are doing. And with channel three and the experience thing, it's like I'm being active for the sake of being active and not being active for the sake of seeing what other people are doing. Like me interacting with people is going to ex- affect my experience level, which is gonna like give me more avatars or more cool things to like react with, or like it's a game. Channel three is like a game, it's like you've you've turned social media into a game, and that is like the greatest thing. It's it makes interacting and being active on the site more beneficial I guess you know what I mean like there's a reason to be there it doesn't feel like I'm wasting right. my time like I'm, I like scroll through Facebook sometimes I'm like man eh, this is I don't know why I'm still so on here but on Shout, 3 I'm scrolling through and throwing likes throwing retweets th- like making memes and blah blah it's like this is all beneficial to me because not only am I getting experience from it but it's also like like interacting with the community and like making new friends and like now I'm like playing Fortnite because of just interacting with the people on the site and like getting experience through like the daily like i never played rocket league Fortnite, or fall guys until i started messing with channel three and now i got my first solo win in Fortnite, which is so crazy like you know i'm doing pretty good with with fall guys i don't want to talk about rocket league (laughs) but uh yeah i yeah just the i think the experience and like making it uh, like giving me a reasonable reason to come back and not just coming back for the sake of coming back you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like
0: and we throw overwatch out there for you every couple weeks just to make sure just to make sure a little treat for you
2: hey Listen uh what's his name uh, dark Darkwing Darkwing, Darkwing took Darkwing my last one or? Darkwing took my last one I messaged him last. I actually messaged him we're going to start we're going to start queuing together but I was very impressed The thing about that is I will say that I was dead asleep when he posted that at like 10 45 at night like an hour before the end of the thing like i'd wake up at 6 i wake up at 6 a.m to go to work so i was like woke up and i was like hey you didn't post that you're like oh you got beat dude i was like like, uh what you're
0: better off than the the problem ray had was ray and cody davis were going back and forth and wouldn't go to sleep the two of them were (laughs) were going back and forth on a curb
1: was that the Kirby superstar races? Yeah, I, I will say I if I'd, I
2: don't. if I'd been pinged that he'd beat my score, I probably would have stayed up for the extra hour trying to beat it. Because I
1: only I only I only won because Dan told me at eleven o'clock at night that Cody had posted another score. Yeah, see Otherwise, if I'd been told,
2: yeah, if I'd been told, I probably would have got up and gri- and like done another like hour worth of grinding to try and get that score. So.
0: I, I have to go back and look at the timeline, but I want to say we finished an episode of this, and and we were still on chat and pulled up the and I had pulled up channel three and said, "Whoa, you gotta check this out!" And he said, "What?" And lost a bunch of hours of sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that next day was rough. All right. Well, with that, we have made it to the end of the episode. Uh, special thanks again to our guest. It's White Thunder. You can find Let's him go. at C3.gg slash It's White Thunder. You can find the podcast at c3.gg slash podcast. These drop every Wednesday morning at 3.33 a.m. Eastern on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I'm El Ray. The Dan Tucker runs this whole show. It's White Thunder was our guest tonight. That's Take me. care, everybody. Have a good one.
2: And ramble too much there i wasn't nah, rambling too much was you're,
1: it you're good you're good these no, games appreciate. like i mean there's good like, passion stories yeah the enthusiasm yeah, like, the enthusiasm works like
2: yeah like Chr- chrono trigger and, and shenmue those games i like put so much time into and it's like i could literally sit here and talk about them for hours like i was trying to, i was really trying to like keep my like my things concise do you do you want to hear i don't know if you know much about chrono trigger but i have like a really crazy story about chrono trigger what's that do you know much about like the, the development of Chrono Trigger? Uh,
0: not as much as I probably used to or wish I did. Dude, Chrono Trigger
2: was going to be a Final Fantasy game. Real? So, th- yeah. So uh, the, the 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 director of Final Fantasy, the director of Dragon Quest, and well, they were going to America to like look at. Uh, uh, they were like scoping out new hardware for systems and stuff like that, and they were hanging out with the the art director of Dragon Ball. Like the guy who made Dragon Ball and they were all in America looking up stuff and they got together and while they were making Final Fantasy 6, they were like, we got to get together and make a game. It's something that's really, really, really crazy. So they like had this idea for this like scorched earth kind of like ruined world and the characters were going to go through and they're going to have like save the world at the end of the day, blah, blah, blah. blah. They like b- started building all this stuff on the side while they were making Final Fantasy 6 final fantasy 3 right they started adding a time traveling thing to it this was still a final fantasy game they started having a time time traveling thing to it and then while they were making it they were like this is just too much with like all the because like they had decided on like the weapon system there was going to be like 20 different weapons and it was gonna be a real time fighting game uh like all this stuff and then they added this time traveling element to it and then like like a a bit into the development after the time traveling thing they were like this is too much of a game we've got to break it up it was originally called it was like they were calling it Sensei seiken densetsu if if you know what that game is but anyways it was called seiken densetsu and then when it got broken up the time traveling game got called chrono trigger the other game got called secret of mana so like they created chrono trigger secret of mana and final fantasy 6 in the exact same like two year period
0: by the same team well i we gotta we gotta post credits now